Hello, friends of Essential Aromatica. Welcome to another episode, which happens to be taken on the day of April 1st. So happy fools, happy April. And what a fool am I today for Neroli? But we'll get into that a little bit later. So this episode's a bit different from the other ones, um, the previous, because it's a bit more of a stream of conscious episode inspired by recent happenings in my life. And I'll just let you know what the topics are. And I jotted some notes down just to have a clear head. But um, one of the main topics is, quote, I have an oil for that, or quote, there's an oil for that. Another topic, which tie, it all ties together, is the soup I made today at St. George's. You'll find that's a recurring theme because um, on Thursdays, that's when I find is a, I enjoy um, doing these episodes on Thursdays because I'm at St. George's. And then after, I often have a yoga practice with my wonderful yoga teacher. And from the energy of St. George's and the different energy of yoga, and then I, I get to go, oh, after and I feel very spacious. Um, so thank you, St. George's and thank you, Brian. And um, so we'll talk about the soup uh, and we'll talk about neroli. So first topic at hand is I have an oil for that. This is something you might see once you nose around the very large and lucrative um, essential oil and aromatherapy market. Now, the origin of this um, topic for me is that my mother, thank you, mom, she sends me these, like, um, either I see her in person, my parents live in Michigan, uh, and there's this magazine she gets at lo a local health food store called Natural Awakenings or Awakening, and I enjoy them, she enjoys them, and she gives me stacks of them. Um, Pre-COVID, I'd see my parents like twice a year. So she sent me this nice Easter kind of package. Thanks, mom. As an adult, you're right, moms are still moms. Um, I opened up an, a little issue and out fell a card. And plop, I have it right in front of me. And it has on it, I have an oil for that. So this is a person's business card who happens to be an essential oil, you could say seller, I guess, or distributor. And if you know me well enough, you know my face just went, ugh. No, because immediately my in my head, I'm like, no, there's not an oil for that. No. <laughs> Aromatherapy and essential oils are amazing, beautiful things, but they also have their limitations. So aromatherapy is a modality, just like any other kind of practice. Like um, you can practice so many things. Like before I mentioned practicing yoga, I practice making soups. I practice being a human being. <laughs> Honestly, yikes. Um, but it's a modality and it's a very powerful, concentrated one. It's a tool. This is something that comes up in discussion a lot with my yoga teacher. It's a tool that helps us. It's a, that's there to help us. But I'm going to say it right now. I'll say it again. It, Ideally, we're, we're our best being our best without help. And when we need help, we turn to things like aromatherapy, like an, a th maybe a different kind of therapist, maybe hypnotherapy. But in the end, we really just want to live a nice balanced life and eat good food and drink clean water. I mean, that's the ideal, right? So aromatherapy has its limitations. Essential oils have their limitations. So my argument is no, there's not an oil for that. 
Now, let's acknowledge that, yes, aromatherapy can be very useful on the physical level, emotional, mental, even spiritual, the etheric, the ether. And my goal as a professional aromatherapist is to help my clients and my students find the middle ground, to get an understanding around when you can turn to an oil or a blend and how to have them in your life to help you, and then when to stop. So, and this is one thing, I just had a client session this past Monday, and that's where the neroli comes in actually, but when I speak with clients and I'm looking to help someone with their emotions and their mental states, I want to understand where you are and where you want to be. And that will always influence. And there's many other factors to talk about in a session for me to select oils. But not everyone wants, you know, lavender for sleep. You know, like you have to to marry the right thing with the right person so it can be very individual. But just a few points I want to go back to covering physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual is it's proven there's evidence that essential oils can help with respiratory support, with sinus congestion and things like that, like the eucalyptuses of the world uh, um, and so many other rosemaries. And we can help physically. We can help with even bruising. Um, there's some stars out there like helichrysum is amazing for bruising. Um, I'm thinking nerve pain, St. John's wort, copaiba. There's so many things to turn to, to help with. But on the flip side, if there's a bruise, the first thing I would tell someone or ask them to do is elevate, if it's your leg or something, elevate and apply ice. My first go-to is not the essential oil. Um, so you see, I get heated about this stuff, but uh, so there's a physical thing we know, but there's limitations and there's other, there's always an other. Like if someone has a weeping wound, the first thing, or uh, I saw something come up recently about someone had a very bad injury with glass in their skin and they're asking about herbs and whatnot. My first thing in my head, I was like clay, clay pack, not even thinking about herbs and oils and all this. I'm thinking clay pack. I think elephants do that. They, they roll in the mud when they have wounds. It's, 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 it's the earth. We're getting back to the simple things like the earth, which is very complex. There's a lot going on in really good um, clay. So it's not just the, there's an oil for that. There's so many other things to turn to. It's Again, it's a modality. And if I think about the emotional, mental parts Many people turn to essential oils to help with anxiety, depression. Um, they'll go into other things like sleep issues, energy issues. I talk about essential oils as uppers and downers, and you can really kind of get into that simplistic thinking, which is sometimes useful. But yes, I can help with that. But my goal as an aromatherapist is not to sell oils to you and have you come to me and I make you a blend and a product and then have you use it several months at a time, every day, all the time. Like my goal is to help you see where you are, what are the underlying issues and where do we need to go? And my goal is to help you with this tool to help you get to a place where you don't 
need the oils. And then you have this respect for the oil saying like, wow, that helped me transition in a way, or this helped me realize the underlying issue of my sleeplessness, et cetera. So the, the question is like, how can we get back into balance? That is what an aromatherapist is. The goal is it's to look at something like, can aromatherapy used as a tool to support a new habit? Maybe become a bit more mindful about something. Like when I think about that, think of how aromas in general bring you to the present moment. Like if you smell something like smoke or um, some fresh herbs, like bingo, that's a chemo signal happening. What's going on over there? But also um, you have aromas that can trigger memory and we could be immediately taken to the past. So it's it's a kind of fun thing playing with aromas and they're um, unique to individuals. But regardless, um, something that I will say over and over again is aromas and they're, they're gaseous, right? They're tiny. They are instantaneous communicators with our neurology, with our neuroendocrine system. And uh, yeah, I think I went on a, about, about this a bit. And I have a note here I wanted to share with you that it's kind of beating this over the head a bit, but when it, to, to wrap this topic up about, I have an oil for that, essential oils and being an aromatherapist, and it, it, um, they don't have to go together. You can be into oils and not be an aromatherapist, right? But if you're an aromatherapist, you work with essential oils. So um, mutual exclusivity doesn't always apply. But essential oils are not, um, again, this is my opinion, but they're not supposed to be consumptive. They may be a tool, they may be something uh, very lovely in life, but to make them consumptive can be very dangerous. It's not very eco-friendly. You can actually harm yourself if you have too many oils in your life and are doing things to yourself, um, like pouring oils too much in your bath and using them undiluted or taking them internally without consulting a professional. So as you know, this I can go on and on, but it, it's like, no, I don't have an oil for that. And no, a consumptive aromatherapy, um, in my humble, haha, opinion does not have a place. So it's about being mindful and respectful of how concentrated these things are potent and when when to turn to them and when not. I'll I'll mention the price of neroli in, a, in just a little bit. Um, so I do want to touch on, I promised I'd share something about the St. George's soup today. So, and this ties into when would I turn to working with essential oils? And again, it's to help someone create a shift in their life. And when we think about our health, generally we have to look at our basic things like how is my digestion going? Am I integrating my food? Am I sleeping well enough? And when we eat real nourishing foods, it's really nice to enhance them with herbs. So herbs don't only add flavor to things, which is so great. It may, may, might help people want to eat food more, you know, and, and really enhance food. But many of the things we cook with in the herbal world, the herby, spicy world, many of them are carminative herbs. They help um, with gas in the GI tract. Many of them stimulate digestion. Some of them um, stimulate bile stim stimulation. Lemongrass does that. Uh, I believe bay laurel does that too. Um, yes, definitely bay laurel. 
And many of them are anti-inflammatory agents, like chamomile on the GI tract is amazing. Many of them, all of them are basically antimicrobial. These are great enhancers, just like they enhance plants' life. So today in the soup, it was a bean soup. It was a pinto bean soup, really humble soup. And it was enhanced through bay laurel, celery seed, some dried sage, some fresh rosemary, and some cayenne. And when I made that side pot of that and I took a little bit in my cup just to see how it was tasting, I was like, oh my goodness, it was like heaven in my mouth. The the rosemary was really bold, but in a good way. Um, but uh, I feel like oh, there's so much to talk about here. <laughs> but the thing is, um, many people I've heard some people talk about essential oils being like having vitamin C and some things and treating them like they might be nutritive in a way. And they aren't. They're these great chemo enhancers. We can think of them that way. They're not nutritive. They, they help the body do things. Like I mentioned, stimulate digestion, help move things by kind of being slightly irritating, actually. They're helping the body by saying, okay, stimulate this, turn that on, got to get moving, guys. Like turn on, turn on the GI tract or start like flushing that mucus out if you want to think about things that way. Um, when I say things like the, if you're congest congested, so they're, they're these enhancers to life. They're these phytometabolites um, from plants, from very specific plants. So they're just really interesting things, these essential oils. And um, my point here with the soup is I, they make me excited. I'm excited to turn something like a humble bean soup into something that's really lively. And know that I'm helping um, our guests when they're eating a bean soup, they're being nourished through the beans and the, the broth, but also the enhancements um, through these beautiful herbs. And something I've said over and over again, I feel like, but it's true and I really want to drive this home. One thing that essential oils do, even if it's through a fresh herb and a, a soup, is they work on our nervous systems. And this goes back to that mental, the mental, the emotional thing. We're talking about uh, how they work with our nervous systems and how this is all about communicating with our, our networks that's based on chemistry and electricity. Like that's what's happening in our neuroendocrine system. It's really wild. So Keeping that in mind, um, we're working with body chemistry and emotions. I'm going to go into the third and last topic here about neroli. So I was blending for a client, the person I met with on Monday, and I ran out of neroli, which is a very expensive uh, flower from Citrus Orantium, the bitter orange tree, the floral. And I went to this gorgeous store in um, called Enflorage, New York City. And it is on West 13th Street. And I'm blessed that I live pretty close by. So from St. George's, I headed on the L train across town. I stopped at the store. I got this beautiful neroli that broke my heart. It's so gorgeous when um, I smelled it when I got home. And oh my gosh, it's neroli season now in Egypt where this happens to be from. And this, it just broke my heart. It's just so amazing. But um, I'm just pausing. So this individual, um, Neroli, is in the blend. 
I won't say anything more about her or her blend, but she is going through a situation right now where she's in in the middle of a life transformation. That's all I'll say. And my goal as an aromatherapist is to find oils to pair. We smelled oils together and I selected a blend and um, she was okay with it. Like she loved it actually. And she wants to use it. And my goal is to help her. I'm making a body cream and a body oil at a very nice dilution rate of 2.5%. Very specific. I'm supporting her. We know that this, these blends won't make things go away. This is part of her process, part of her self-care process, supporting her emotions, supporting very specific things with these specific oils I chose for her. And it's it's just helping her process. So then when she's done with these two products I'm making her, she's done. She'll be moving on into different things and already a month, two months will have gone by or maybe three months. So it's about transitioning and processing and helping with minute amounts of oils and helping these oils. They're communicating with emotions, with the mental, the mental states of us. And that's through our nervous system. And they play so well together, right? That we, we are part of our environment and the environment is part of us. And it's this great big picture. So here I thought this episode would be a bit shorter, but I can just, you know, if you get me going on, I have an oil for that. Watch out. This could be a 50-minute episode. But but again, um, to summarize, a lot of this is, so I've said these this aromatherapy and the essential oils, they're tools that we understand. They come from these gorgeous plants we can cook with and really enhance our lives and like with my client this this past week, this Monday, um, we're, we were very mindful about talking about what she's going through and how to support her during this process and being very clear that this is not something she will be using every day for a year. This is a very specific thing. And this precious neroli oil, all I'll tell you is that five milliliters cost $115. That's without tax. And it, just think about that. Think about that preciousness of those flowers and the intensity involved in this huge process from plant growing to distillation to so many other things. Oh, big topics, I tell you. Oh, so thank you, Enflorage and Neroli. And thank you, client. And thank you, St. George's and Soup. And thank you, person with your business card. I have an oil for that. So no, there is not an oil for that. Sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Essential oils are amazing for working with us physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Again, I've covered some points. When may you use something different, turn to a different modality. Just think about the nervous system and the intense communication that goes on when um, when like you smell neroli or you walk into a kitchen and smell that fresh pot of rosemary um, infusion going on. There's a lot of communication going on with essential oils, with aromas in general, but they don't do everything. Nothing, I think, beats a glass of clean, fresh water. Nothing beats clean air and sun or really gorgeous spring rain. Nothing beats a simple pinto bean soup with onion, garlic, and the mirepoix mix, right, of onion, celery, carrot, and those beautiful herbs I mentioned before. 
And honestly, I don't think anything beats enjoying what we have in life. So thank you for going through this episode with me with, oh, there's an oil for that and soup. And I hope you make yourself a delicious soup and go smell some flowers, please. So thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to spending more time with you in a few weeks. Thank you.